WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. What's going on, Colts Nation? So I really didn't want to make a video on this. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, but... Uh, you know, I, I feel like I need to get my emotion out there. Um, if anyone was watching the live stream on Sunday, will know that I was pretty uh, was pretty tilted. Uh, but I mean, even then, I was still not as bad as you could have seen me. I was really, really bad, and I just need to talk about this game. I need to mention everything, and I need to get it out, and hopefully. Me getting all this frustration out, all talking about it, will hopefully just get me to calm down because I've been holding it in. So, obviously, the Colts' playoff hopes are gone after a 97% chance to make the playoffs after week 15, after week 16, actually. The Colts lose their last two games to get kicked out of the playoffs and are no longer in the playoff picture and are being sent back to Indianapolis with a nine and eight record and no playoffs to show for it. And again, they leave Jacksonville with out a win in Jacksonville since 2014. 2014 was the last time that this Colts team, any Colts team, has beaten Jacksonville in Jacksonville. I'm going to just tell you this right now, right off the top, guys. Until the Colts actually win in Jacksonville, I'm never going to pick them to win. I really don't care if any of you get offended by that. I know there's a bunch of trolls and a bunch of other Colts fans who think, I, believe me, I see your comments. The people that think that it's cool to say that I'm not a Colts fan because I don't pick my team to win every game on here. I really don't care. I don't care. And besides, I'm a realist. Unlike some of you other bandwagoners who will hop off the train as soon as you as soon as some adversity happens or you're just so high on them that you think that you have to support this team in every way that they do things. No, I'm not like that. I'm a realist. And until the Colts show me that they can beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville, I will never pick them to win that game ever again until they beat them. I'm not. The Colts could go another five years. Could go another five years losing every game in Jacksonville. And I will continue to come on this podcast and not pick them to win in Jacksonville. Will not do it ever again until they actually start winning. And that's the sad part too. The sad part is that this team 
with all the talent around it, could not find a way to beat one of the the worst team in the NFL this year, regardless if it was in Jacksonville. You can't beat the team that had a quarterback that threw two touchdowns in his last eight games. Leading into this, he had as many touchdowns in this game against Indianapolis as he did the previous two months. Two months worth of games, and this quarterback did not throw as many uh, threw as many touchdowns as he did against this team, this sorry ass defense on Sunday afternoon. Guess we might as well just start with the defense. Like, what in the hell? What in the hell? Don't forget how to tackle. Do you guys forget how to cover? Did Matt Eberflus just check out halfway into the game or something? I'm, I'm honestly conspiracy theory right here. You guys, you guys can tell me in the comment section. Matt Eberflus check out a week early. He check out a week early. Or maybe he was wanting his defense to look so bad against the Jaguars that the Jaguars didn't want to get him, like wanted to stop contacting him altogether. Again, I don't know why you would do that because, like, if you didn't want the Jaguars job, you could just say that. This defense gave up more points to the Jaguars than they did to the Las Vegas Raiders, who are going to the playoffs, mind you. They gave up 23 last week. They just gave up 26. And also not to mention, I mentioned it in the preview, the Jacksonville Jaguars had not scored more than 21 points in a game all season. And yet they scored 26. The most points they scored all game, all season. And not to mention, it's like, it was like the best game the Jags have had all season. And that was them beating Buffalo. They beat Buffalo where they didn't even score a touchdown. They didn't even score a freaking touchdown. And yet this game was miles ahead of what that game was for them. Miles. Ironically enough, that was the last win they had. And it was the beginning of November. And also, you guys want to know how many rushing yards they had this game? Over 100. They had 101 yards. Armstead and uh, Dere and Ryman Armstead had 82 yards between the two of them. Not that amazing. But when you look at what Jonathan Taylor did, Jonathan Taylor had 15 carries for 77 yards. The Jacksonville Jaguars ran for more rushing yards than this Colts team did. Now, granted, the defense can't make up for the fact that the offense was atrocious yesterday. But giving up over 100 yards again to this Jacksonville offense that didn't have its two best running backs, and yet they get to clown our defense on Twitter because of it. 
And like I said, we forgot how to tackle. Guys were getting like 10, 15-yard uh, catches that resulted in 20, 25, 30 because we just didn't want to hit them. And I know that the argument has been going around that the uh, the Colts with the COVID stuff and wondering if some players are getting like uh, still fatigued and everything else. Let me tell you why I think that. Uh, let me tell you why I think that is crap. Why I think that argument should be just thrown out the window. First off, it's just an excuse to uh, trash on our players even more. That's one thing. Second thing. There were only two players on our defense, realistically, that there were only two players, realistically, on this defense that played in that game yesterday. Now, mind you, the Colts were missing Xavier Rhodes and Rocky Asin in this game. Rocky Asin went out early in the first quarter, and Xavier Rhodes is already inactive. Didn't matter. You still had Isaiah Rogers, who's been having a good season. You still have Kenny Moore, who was playing at an elite level. You still had George Odom in there who was doing really well over the last several weeks while guys were out, Kari Willis being one of them. But yet somehow, some way, we continue to let other guys light us up. And back to the COVID thing again. Darius Leonard and Kari Willis were really the only two players that played in that game Sunday that had any COVID issues. Okay? And... Darius Leonard seemed to be the only one that was showing any real emotion. And it was at the end of the game. At the end of the game when they finally got a stop. And he finally started showing some emotion. Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. The excitement of when Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport. WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where play-through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Where was the rest of the defense? Where were they? What about Kenny Moore? What about Kenny Moore who didn't have COVID, who was getting picked apart yesterday by Marvin Jones? Marvin Jones, who got targeted, uh, who got targeted eight times, seven catches for 88 yards and a touchdown. Who seemed to get every third down catch that he was thrown to. Every single one. LaVisca Chenault, half the time running around, not even no, nobody's even getting close to him. I just don't under and, and, and Trevor Lawrence, best game of his whole season. 23 of 32, 223 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He looked like the quarterback that should have been on the Colts Sunday. 
I don't know why the Colts' defense continues to not be able to play against Jacksonville in Jacksonville. I don't get it. How do we consistently, over the last seven years, continue to let this team put up almost 30 points on us every freaking time we play them in there? Why? And y'all want to yell about Carson Wentz being the problem. I get Carson Wentz was a huge problem, and I'm not condoning it. But this defense was trash. This defense was trash. And yet we won't talk about it because we keep talking about the quarterback. We keep talking about everything else. I don't know why Wright didn't have them prepared. Or better yet, why they, as a collective group, not as Frank Wright, because Frank Wright can't control their emotion, tell these, these guys who are collectively so great as a unit and culture and how they approach themselves, one of them did not step up and say, it's time to get the hell up. It's time to get y'all asses into gear. It certainly didn't look like that yesterday. And then, of course, you know, they were on the field for the majority of the game because the offense couldn't stay on the field long enough for the defense to get any kind of break. That offense was so atrocious. So, so atrocious. All game, it was, there was nothing. Not a thing that the Colts did right. Not one thing. Not one. Play calling was atrocious. Frank Reich even mentioned it in the media. To the media today, uh, on Monday that this team became too reliant on the run later on in the season. And the offense, uh, the offense hit Wentz and Reich didn't get it figured out. The pass game figured out. Well, here for the Colts fans who say, run a damn ball, run a damn ball, run a damn ball. Well, guess what, Colts fans? They apparently decided to take that motto to a whole nother level to where they just Flat out forgot how to game plan an offensive game plan that involves some kind of effective pass rush or passing attack. I'm sure they game planned it. I'm sure they game planned it. But they obviously didn't game plan it good enough. And obviously the offense didn't take the responsibility from anyone to make sure that the passing offense was in some way, shape, or form effective. Carson Wentz, last five games have been absolutely freaking atrocious. This game was just a, another one. 4.4 QBR. I think they said it was one of the worst QBRs, if not the worst QBR of any quarterback this season. Really? That is what you put on? That is what you do? When people were questioning you, when people were talking about your leadership, when people were talking about your ability to make plays, and you play like that. And I've been a Wentz supporter the whole year. I still kind of am. But to sit here and to have to look at that, 
Now, of course, the rest of the team didn't do him any favors. Even though Carson Wentz definitely made a ton of bad mistakes. Wide receivers dropping the football whenever they get whenever it gets to them. And that's not been a thing that's been happening over the span of the season. Early in the season, that wasn't much of an issue. It was mainly just it was mainly just inconsistency in the offense. This last few weeks, the receivers have been dropping passes left and right and left and right. It's like nobody knows how to get open. It's like nobody knows how to catch the football anymore. A couple times that Wentz put some good darts on some guys down the field. And they couldn't catch it, couldn't hold on. Then, of course, Michael Pittman leading the way yesterday. Six catches for 64 yards and a touchdown with most of that happening in the fourth quarter. When we're already down by three scores. Where was he at all game? Why was Wentz not throwing in the football? Why was Michael Pittman not getting open? Why were we not game planning to get it to our best receiver? Telling me somebody couldn't do it. And again, I know Jonathan Taylor's been the golden boy this year and he's been great. He didn't have a great game yesterday either. A couple of runs, he could have broken to the outside with the running blocks. But he chose to go back inside and he got stuffed. But again, most of it's not on him because the offensive line was trash yesterday. We we were getting load. We were getting all of our uh, these loaded boxes with seven guys in it. But yeah, Reich wanted to continue to run the football on the inside. The offensive line couldn't move anybody. I feel bad for Jonathan Taylor in a way because that offensive line was trash yesterday. And on top of it, back to the Carson Wentz thing. How many times was Wentz sacked yesterday? How many? Was it six or seven? It was at least six. It was at least six. How are you going to sit there and tell me that Carson Wentz was the biggest problem yesterday when every time he was dropping back, that offensive line couldn't stop anyone? Josh Allen had two all by himself early. Eric Fisher getting blown the hell up. No extra help for him. And then there was a couple guys getting sacks up in the middle of the freaking pack. Even when we tried to run play action, the Colts still could not run a play action because the offensive line couldn't freaking block. That one sack early in the third quarter that resulted in the Jaguars getting the turnover, that's not on Wentz. The freaking offensive line just let the guy go right through. There's a lot of this team that's going to need to be fixed. Reich stated that Ursay is demanding answers for what needs to be turned around. Like, things need to be fixed. Like, he said it was a good meeting, but he said it was also very demanding. As he should be! This is way too talented of a roster to not be making the playoffs! You have seven guys going to the Pro Bowl. You have four all-pro players on this roster. And you're telling me we can only win nine games? 
Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's going to be a lot of videos coming out soon. I'm telling you that much. A lot of videos talking about what this team needs to do to turn things around. All I hope is, is I hope that these Colts players just, just sit there and absorb all of this. And remember what this feeling's like. I hope that they remember what this feeling's like so that way they can go home get ready for next season, and know that they do not want to feel this pain again because I don't. I'm just a fan. I'm just a fan that comes on here and talks about Colts football, and I must say this is one of the most embarrassing losses I think I've ever seen. This team lost by as many points as what they were favored to go into in this game. It was a 30-point differential. And the favorite to how the game ended. What needs to change? I don't know. I don't know all the answers to that yet. Like I said, I'm still trying to figure out my emotion here. I'm still trying to recover from this. And I'm still so freaking angry. And I'll say this for anyone that's wondering about the uh, Wentz being the future quarterback sort of thing. I know people were talking um, about uh, Reich's response to uh, Wentz being the future QB versus Rivers and how the two were different. I have an easy combatant to that. The way the Colts ended the season in 2020 is completely different than how they're ending it in 2021. It's different. It's completely different. They they lost in the playoffs to a great Buffalo team that went on to the AFC Championship game when the Colts could have had a chance to win it. It's a different feeling. Versus you just lost to the worst team in football when your season was on the line and you did nothing right. Of course there's going to be different emotion. Of course there's going to be. Like I said, there's going to be a lot more things that need to be said, and we're going to have much more content on the way. But very disappointing. Very disappointing game. Not only the fact that they lost, but just the fact that the way they lost. The fact that you got humiliated by a team who had a fan base that at that game had fans that were going there dressing like clowns to make fun of their owner during that game, and you let that team walk in and kick your ass. Not much more to say, guys. I'm sure everyone that watches this video is still going to be freaking angry and disappointed as much as I am. 
like I said, there's going to be more videos coming, and that just ends the cold season right there. 2021 season, not a good one uh, by any stretch when we're looking at it from what this team could have accomplished. Just hope that next year they start to figure some things out because I'm, I'm getting sick and tired of waiting. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Uh, thank you all for watching this 2021 uh, Colts season in review with us. Uh, greatly appreciate all the support. Went from, you know, from 5,000 subscribers in the offseason last year to over 10,000 now. Greatly appreciate all of you. Hope everything is going well for you guys. And uh, we'll be back with more content. And we'll uh, be here to discuss some more stuff. So, again, thank you guys so much for the continued support. And as always, go Colts. Yeah.